right. Sorry about that, guys. I uh, just had a quick uh, uh, emergency there. Anyways, uh, John, yeah, no, we were just saying peace to the people out there that are really struggling. Like, you know, like w- I, this podcast, I've made a lot of light of, of a lot of, uh, you know, things that revolve around partying and that kind of stuff. But the consequences are real and they last a long time. And, you know, it it, it is worth taking a, a step back and really just, you know, um, acknowledging like, you know, this, this isn't, um, this ain't no joke. Like Rakim said, this ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. Right, Owen? No, that's what I've heard. <laughs> so off that, um, let's talk about, let's talk about what, what you kind of want to do, you know, for yourself moving on, John, because I know, We've talked a lot about you wanting to get out of Africa, right? You've spent some time in Angola, Luanda specifically. We've had previous episodes. If you guys want to go through my uh, catalog and listen to some of the episodes I've got with John Norman, we get more into his past. But to be honest, John, I mean, and you tell me because I said you have the floor. Do you want to talk about the future or do you want to go back in time? What's up? We can do both, you know. Um the future um you know um i'm really bad at planning um it's gonna sound basic but my plan for the future is to be happy yeah this is my priority right now i have a lot of notes on my phone and happiness is one of the top priorities on my list and i know a lot of people tell you home is where the heart is also home is not where you biologically from or whatever so yeah i'd like to move but quite honestly i still it's crazy i think about this every day i was intensely thinking about it today i was checking job options for the united nations and stuff and um i don't know why i just really like miami it's crazy right (laughs) i I mean you've been there enough times like it's not like it's a it's a dream place for you like you've been on the street like it was a dream place and then i visited it and i was like i still like this place yeah yeah, man, I could see you there for sure. And plus, I mean, you speak all those, you know, whatever Latin languages or whatever. You should tell, uh, tell, tell, um, uh, uh, Owen just a little bit about yourself because John's John's a kind of a, a Renaissance man when it comes to just languages and 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 being a, a man of the world. Um, so yeah, my plans for the future is. It's crazy. Do people plan their future? I'm definitely not one of these people. I don't know. I don't have. Uh, I want to move somewhere else. That would be. That's a plan, I guess. But I'm not. I'm working right. on the plan. Right, uh, right. I don't know. That's the problem. Yeah. No, I don't know either. Because you know, um, for me, it's like I've tried. I've been to many of the major cities, and you know, mm-hmm. I-, I could see myself living in Atlanta. That'd be a great place. My job is kind of pulling me more to really, Adam. Oh yeah, I could absolutely live in Atlanta. I don't imagine you. Oh, I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta absolutely. Um, Atlanta would be where I would want to like raise my family, like buy a house. Like aside from possibly here, I mean Detroit is also a that's nice. Detroit is also a place. The only thing here is it's so fucking cold, man. I just I don't know. This winter really beat the shit out of me. Um, it really did. And uh, for any of you guys, because uh, I do have my listeners here in Michigan. I mean, God damn it, I don't know how you guys do this shit. This is fucked. Um, but, uh, that and like just the infrastructure here is really fucked up. 
Um, but they're built, you know, they're, they're you don't like New York. Huh? I mean, no, New York, New York is cold. And I'll, and also too, you know what, actually I'd say, yeah, that's probably another reason why I probably couldn't really do New York for too long is because you have to walk everywhere in New York. Like here, at least mm-hmm. I can get in my car and fucking warm it up. But in New York, like even if it's zero degrees, like you're walking to the sub, like I, I can't fuck with that shit, man. I was in the Netherlands biking in ice rain. I did, I did my time. In the fucking cold. <laughs> I did my fucking time, dude. I'm never doing that shit again. P- Some people can really, you know, just thrive in cold, icy, like wet weather and, you know, peace to them. But, but I'm also not like a super tropical guy either. I love four seasons. Yeah, I was going to tell you. Yeah, I love four seasons. Like I do, but like, th- like this fucking ice at, like iced out fucking Arctic wind shit. Nah, dude. Like that sucks. Shit's whack. Yeah. Yeah, I kept on the weather's cold and the summer the summer's not as hot as in Angola. It's not a tropical weather there. Yeah, man, you know, I think um there's a lot of places in the world that I could see myself living. That's why I'm I'm not really worried about like where? Huh? Like where? Um, you know, like I said I, I said oh, you mean like it like uh globally? Uh yeah. Germany. I could live in Germany easily. Um, I would, I would have it's to, I would have, I'd, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cold, but I mean, so is all of like the places in Europe that are worth living. Um, yeah, I couldn't live in France, uh, could not live there. Um, great people love the food, couldn't live there for more than a week. I mean, god damn it. Um, but uh, where else could I live? Um, uh, maybe uh, Ethiopia, like Addis looks beautiful right now, Addis is thriving right now. Um, I just hope it stays that way. If I see Addis thrive for another five years, I might just move there anyways, like, to be real. But you know how Africa works, right? It's five years, then he goes down, then it's five years, then he goes down. Like that, That's what I'm saying, is that I want to see stability. If I can see, if I can find stability, if I can find stability. Oh, no, that does not exist in Africa. But we're in a new century, man. We're in a new century. Yeah, I guess. Uh, that she's going down out here economically. It's just a little weird. You know, I mean, shit's going down economically here too. It's just more like if I can find good work in Addis, where like I'm getting paid in like euros or dollars. Euros, yeah, yeah, and like, <laughs> dude, like what I could get there, like for a regular salary, like, dude, I'm I'm chill with that. And the women, are you kidding me? In Ethiopia, I'm good. I'm good, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't need anything else, man. I don't need anything else. Just beautiful women, beautiful city. You know, peace, no fucking war zone Money. shit. You know, no no AKs clapping at night. I don't care if it's a I don't care if it's America or not. You know, I love America. I'd, I'd always love to come back here, but uh, you know, if it's not suiting my needs, then I'm not uh, allegiant to a country that uh, I'm I'm working for, and it's not working for me. You know, what's happening in America right now? Oh God, Owen, can you just fill that in? I don't want to fucking. Owen, you tell him. I, I want. I want. I no, want to get, give him because Owen's good at giving people the New York Times. You know, san, you know the 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 sanitized, you know, appropriate for work version of what's going on. And I don't want to get pulled down off of uh, Apple. So, Owen, can you just give us uh, the news update? You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I haven't really been keeping up with the news in the last month. But all I do know is gas prices are high. And there's a war in Ukraine. That's about it. That's been the past month of news for me. That's it. I literally yeah, don't same. know anything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. 
I forgot I'm about being... the gas prices here. I see a lot of people complaining about it. That's about it, unfortunately. Sorry, I couldn't be of more use. Wow. Yeah, okay. It's nice. It's good to not check the news. Uh, I decided to stop watching the news 15 years ago. I remember I hated the news when I was a child, and my dad always told me you have to keep yourself updated. I always thought it was bullshit. Excuse my language because it gets me depressed to watch the news. Especially here where political parties just make sure it's all about them and not about the opposition that might be right sometimes. So that's why I think the news is some fake shit. Yeah. And I sound so rebellious right now. Well, I mean, hey, man, we're talking. We're talking right now. But listen, um, I have seen that there is hope in this country. Like, I was a lot more uh, pessimistic, like, five months ago. But I think we're going to make it through this. Yeah, gas prices are high right now. But I was just in Austin, Texas, and I just, like, I felt a vibe of, like, I don't know. I felt this vibe of like, yeah, shit's fucked up. And yeah, like we're at each other's throats. Yeah, the economy is going to get worse before it gets better. But like, fuck it. You know, like people were just like, yeah, shit's bad. But like, whatever, like have a have a Coke and a smile. Chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people weren't, you know, I'm sure maybe as things get worse, maybe that vibe might disappear. But there was really a vibe of like, things are bad but just try to stay positive and i think that's what, yeah. that's what you need in a society when things are bad it's just like even if it's delusion it's still good to be positive when things are begin to become negative because if you just react only negative to negative things then you're going to get negative results you know yeah exactly i agree with you yeah you know, it's good to be alive, although it sucks, you know, life sucks. It's a bunch of shit. It's fucking too much, but you don't have a choice. I was literally thinking that this morning. I was like, hey, we just keep on going, you know. You try to make it better. Some people succeed at making, at making it better. I wish I had a billion in my bank account right now. Because I believe yeah. money buys you happiness sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can definitely, I, I've, I've definitely fallen into that trap, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like what makes you happy or what fulfills you is the thing that you're, whatever it is that you're, I really do believe that like, even if it's something small, like people think that like, oh, you're supposed to, you're, you're put on this planet to like build the Hoover Dam. Like, no, maybe you're put on this planet to like help one person one day who like is completely asked out and just needs like somebody to help them. And you like help them get back on their feet and they move on with their lives. And you, that was your that was the reason why you were there. That was the reason why you were supposed to be alive. And it's like, it can be as simple as that. And it's like, if you think of it that way, it's like, I don't know, for me, I, I got that from an Uber driver who told me that. Um, and uh, I always think about that where it's like these grand purposes, they're great to have, but like that may not have anything to do with why you're here. You might literally be here just to tell one person one thing, one time. That might be the whole reason why you're here. Yeah, true. No, I believe in that. That sounds good, actually. I just want to be happy. Me too, man. Me too. You know, happy. I just want constant happiness. I'm not asking for too goddamn much, but hey. Hey, man, for real, dude. But hey, it's like, you know, um, there is there is a truth to the idea that, you know, that whole Buddhist thing of like life is suffering. Suffering comes from 
the want or the craving. And I think like the times that I've been the happiest, the happiest have been the times where I've been surprised by something that I was not craving or already wanting, but was given by the universe without my uh, consent. And I'm like, oh shit, this actually made me really happy. Just for that. And that's moment. exactly why. Sorry to cut you, but that's exactly why I don't plan anymore. <clears throat> it's yeah. funny that you're talking about Buddhism. This morning I woke up and I say to myself, yo, <clears throat> I feel like I'm about to relapse or something. And maybe I should just read about Buddhism again. I never believed. I think people say Buddhism is not a religion. You have to convert, right? But I was thinking about reading. I remember for a while I was uh, applying these Buddhism writings and Taoism writings in my everyday life. And it worked, you know. I remember accepting suffering. Like nowadays, I'm very light when it comes to shit that happened to me. You know, I just feel like, okay, if something happens the wrong way, then it wasn't meant to happen. It's okay. And I just feel like with time, it gets easier. You start accepting anything that happens to you because shit will still happen regardless, you know. And I don't pray, unfortunately. I noticed that I don't pray. And I remember when I was much younger on the plane, I used to pray. And I feel like the older you get, the less you... the, the You know what they say when you're a teenager, you're fearless, you know? And yeah. I was definitely fearless. And then when you grow, when you grow, you start being scared of certain things. I feel like right now I'm a little fearless when it comes to flying. I just don't be caring anymore i just be like okay if shit happens i hate i used to be scared of flying to me is the biggest risk that we take in our lives we get on this thing that is high in the sky and i could fall at any time if the pilot is suicidal if anything happens you know but this is just me being paranoid and i remember when i was flying i, I noticed that i don't pray anymore when i'm on the plane you know i'm becoming uh the average human being because i don't know how many people pray before getting on the plane because i see people be so comfortable and i always feel like I'm the most scared person right now. And uh, so I noticed that with this Buddhism thing that I was reading about, I started praying less and less and less because I feel like Buddhism makes you believe more in yourself than believing that you're depending on someone or a higher power to be happy. Yeah, well, I definitely believe in self-empowerment. I just, I come from my particular world or just sort of spiritual view is that the moment that I think that I'm in control is when I is when things are very quickly about to fuck my life up. Like the moment I think that I have some sort of true like grasp on my own fate, that's usually when I make the worst decisions. But when I to to me, and and I have to do this continuously. This is not something that I've done one time and been bathed in the blood and was baptized or whatever. It's a continual reminder that I am actually not in control of anything. And by that logic, then something else must be in control of whatever is going on. And to that, yeah. thing, to that thing, I call God and to that, that and to that God mm -hmm. and to that, yeah, God, yeah. and to that God, I submit to, because I say, I'm not in control. This, this entity, this other actor, this other force is, and they and that force should be acknowledged and venerated because that is the force that put me on this planet. If that is the force that is in control of all things, then it's by that logic that that is the same force that's put me here. So by that logic, then that force has put me here for whatever reason that has put me here. It may not be a reason that I like either. It may not be a reason that is something that's convenient for me either. That's another thing that like, um, yeah. is a very hard pill to swallow 
However, that thing, that force, that God is in power, at least in my belief, is in charge of all things. So I pray, I pray to that because I know, hey, I don't have a choice. He's the one, he, it, whatever the, whatever they, whatever you want to call it, the orchestrator, the guy, the, 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 the thing behind the curtain, that is the thing that is deciding what's happening in your life. And enough things have happened to me in my life that have been so uh, synchronistic or uh, so right on the nose of like, okay, I, I denied my covenant to this thing that I have made a covenant to. And now I've seen the result of my denial of that covenant. That has happened so much to me, especially in the last few years that like, there's no conversation to me. Like, I just know that there is something larger than me that I have to acknowledge. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you. I definitely agree there's something larger. I just, maybe don't believe in religion because of, I was raised Catholic, street Catholic, but this is a whole nother topic. Well, let's but get it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's go. Let's go to, <laughs> let's, go to let's go to Belgium. Let's go to Belgium. Okay. Uh, you know, I was raised street Catholic and you know, once again, when I was sorry to bring that show, like I told you, it was very close to home. And when I kept on watching that show, and I was like, for them, this they don't say it's based on a true story. So for me, they created this. But then again, I guess if you create it, art imitates life, right? So if you create this, it's because a lot of people go through these things, you know. When I was growing up, I thought I was one in a million, but I guess every every child thinks that. But I also felt like every time I tell somebody when I was when I when I enter my twenties and I would tell people my life story, they would tell me, "Damn, you should write a book." So for years, I felt like I should write a book. You know, I should write a book. When I saw that TV show, I was like, "Okay, this is somebody who's profiting out out of people's life stories of struggles and everything." But then again, when I see the whole scenario of the suburbs, I was like. The whole thing to me was a study. I kept on thinking like, damn, they're going through that shit as well. So is living in a suburb what makes you do drugs? Is living with parents that tell you do this what makes you do drugs? Yeah, I was raised in a foster family if you want to go back to Belgium. And I was raised Catholic. My foster mother told us that we couldn't speak our languages, you know, because my language was Portuguese being Angolan. And you had some people from Congo that were speaking the Congolese language. And she told us that we could not speak our languages. We all had to be neutral and we had to speak French. And she also made us go to church. Every Sunday you had to go to church. She also told us that ladies had to sit, not with the, the had, couldn't sit with their legs open. So I was raised very, 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 very strict, you know. And I remember everybody told me I had some bad boy tendencies and I'll probably fuck it up once I left that environment. And my foster mother, my whole life, when I was growing up, she always told me, if you ever leave here and you go back to your black mother, you will be a fuck up. You know, she always told me. I feel like that's what balances me. That's why my whole life, I've always tried to do better because I have a voice telling me in my head, I told you you were going to fuck it up when you go back to your biological mother. So my upbringing was very Catholic. We had to pray every Sunday. I was the host of boy once because the other one was missing. I don't know. They, obviously, they couldn't have me as the main host of boy for whatever reasons, you know. Because I don't know if I can talk about it. But, you know, where I grew up was racist. It was very racist. So, you know, a lot of the time the kids would tell me to go back home and all that. 
But God was there, you know. Although my foster mother didn't go to church, she she, she had gone through some stuff that she she wasn't going to church anymore. But she made sure we go to church every Sunday. I did my first. Uh, do you guys do that in a way? It's Catholic. You 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 get baptized and then you do your first communion. Do you do the second communion? I did all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Owen is um, Episcopalian, but we grew up in a very Catholic uh, area, uh, Maryland. Uh, so yeah, a lot of our friends. Oh. Yeah, a lot of our friends got confirmed, and uh, you know the whole the whole shebang. Yeah, we do all that. So I grew up with people telling me you have to pray. <laughs> At school, you had a religion class. You had that religion class. It's such a small village that you didn't have the other option. Later, I went to a bigger city where you had religion class. They had classes for Muslim students, if I'm not mistaken. And then you had morals. If you don't believe or your parents are... T- you have to prove then you do moral. I remember when I went to high school, I decided that I wanted to do moral. That's what we call it in French, moral, where it's no Catholic. It's none of this. You just learn about life. But back to Belgium, so I grew up Catholic, and because I was pretty often the only black child in a lot of places, I always felt like when you pray to God, you pray for a while, and then he makes things happen. And then when the nice things happen, it gets better, like it just gets better. And I remember when I moved to a bigger city, things didn't get better. And that's when I lost my faith. I also lost my grandmother when I was a teenager. And to me, my yeah. grandmother used to pray a lot and she died. And also religion was given to me like it was, I wouldn't say it was forced, but there was not too many details. You couldn't ask questions. My foster mother just told us you guys are going to be Catholic. Yeah. No matter where you were coming from, no matter what your parents were from, the minute you get at the foster care, you were Catholic. Catholic. When I went back to my mom, my mom is a sociologist. My mom is a, she's retired and my mom is a sociologist. So obviously she read a lot and I started getting exposed to her books where about Jehovah, she had uh, Jehovah Witnesses books. She had Buddhist, she had books about Buddhism, books about meditating and all that. So I started getting exposed to that. And I remember once she told me, hey, you don't have to come to church with me, but I need, you need to find a family. You need to find a religion. I've tried everything. I was Muslim for six months. I remember when I was going to the mosque. I met this old Arab man when I was in France. And that was when, you know, when things was happening with that religion. So I, I was in love with this girl that was Muslim and her brother hated me. And I felt like, okay, maybe if I'm Muslim, they'll be nice to me. But we were 16, you know. When you're 16, you don't really think. So I converted to Islam. So, so you converted to Islam at 16 in Paris? In Lyon. And where, in Lyon? Yeah. <laughs> okay and how does that work where do you go well yeah this older man was very happy he gave me a quran i carried that quran with me for a while he gave me a quran and I, he, he told me how to pray for six months he told me i should do arab classes and everything and it was nice but then some some things just were not i don't know i was just like now i want to be myself so I went back to going to Catholic church. Till this day, I still go to Catholic church when I feel like going to church for just to make myself feel better. But um, I, I read about Buddhism later as well. So I've always searched for religions. I always searched for a family. And that's why one day I just decided to stop. Buddhism is the one that made the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Buddhism is the one that made the most sense to me. 